0: Hello, thank you and uh, welcome for another uh, DTV episode. Today, it's uh, really uh, quite interesting. Data is a hot topic and we've got Mark uh, Etherington is the CTO of Crux Informatics, where he oversees the entire platform engineering, data engineering, as uh, well as a whole set of, of new IT initiatives. He's got a vast amount of experience in terms of building and distribution of major systems for international businesses. Uh, and as great insights about uh, data in general, Mark. Uh, thank you very much for joining us.
1: Yeah, oh, thanks, Avery. Looking forward to this conversation.
0: One of the things that you know, data supply systems, you know, are extremely complex with all sorts of inflows and, and, and outflows. And on one side, you've got the data suppliers. On the other hand, you've got consumers, all sorts of analytics, and cloud warehouses. Could you could you kind of help people to start to understand a data supply chain as a
1: sort of confusing topic so i I think at a highest level it's relatively straightforward the way that we look at this the supply chain is all-encompassing the interesting thing we're seeing is also that even though you're taking data we're seeing quite a few instances where consumers or what you would classically view as a consumer of data also becoming the publisher of data as well the analytics providers and the cloud warehouses are uh, frankly depends on which way you look at this but they're all they're in different parts of the chain. The cloud warehouses are positioning themselves as either you're a tool for a supplier, a tool for a consumer, or indeed as a transport to allow you to share data between them. The analytics providers are either an exhaust of the system and are actually being used by the, uh, the consumers themselves on their own platforms or indeed in the cloud, or they're in the middle, adding analytical information into the process as we go, or... They're in both the middle, the front, and the back trying to actually provide value to the data sets in question to, d- to allow more value to be extracted from them. The trouble for the consumers is that you need to be able to you know, basically run all of this across multiple suppliers. And honestly, the challenge for the suppliers is they have to run multiple different ways of actually communicating with all the different consumers.
0: Actually, I mean, the whole idea originally for cloud was to simplify and centralize the data. <laughs> Um, at least, I mean, that's how I, I always thought of it. But now the cloud itself has fragmented with not just, you know, multiple clouds, but also multiple pools of data and multiple sets of um, uh, quality and, and rights around some of those different data. So how has this changed how you think about management and operations?
1: Well, now, most of us think about, you know, the big players, the Googles, the Microsofts, the Amazons of the worlds, Yeah. But the reality are there's, there's tens of cloud providers, each with their niche, each in their own specific regions, each with a subtly different play, whether you're a small company and you want you know, a cheaper version of Amazon. A lot of them try to do the same type of you know, protocols around it, but at the end of the day, there's lots of different players in the market. Now, that may consolidate over time, but it's an interesting play. Yeah, you see our consumers think of it quite straightforwardly because their organizations have picked one, typically one. The suppliers have all of them. If they really want to maximize their destinations, they have to actually connect to all of them. And then it doesn't get any easier. When you look at it, there's lots and lots and lots of different ways of actually getting data to an end consumer. And the end consumer wants it in the way that almost you're guaranteed to not have. And that puts an onus on the suppliers to actually build this up on top.
0: It's interesting. With clouds, there was a, early on in, in clouds, it, it, people would talk about the fact that you want to have herds and not pets for your servers, that you don't want to have, you know, every, you don't want to have to know about the differences between each server. You just want them, you know, I have a hundred of web servers. Um, in much the same way, it sounds like what you're doing is to take uh, a bunch of those different uh, inputs and condition them in such a way that the the consumer can view them as a herd and not a bunch of, you know, you're bringing, you know, 12 pets with 12 sets of video yeah, it's,
1: it's a it, it very uh, astute observation. You want the data to, you want it to retain its own individuality. That's, that's what gives it value. But you want to put a wrapper around it that makes it accessible to everybody. And that's what every company builds. They're all building them to meet their own internal standard, the way they represent data. And they're the same, but not quite the same. They're always similar in terms of what they're trying to do. What we're doing is putting that wrapper around for every food that we take and every mechanism we support.
0: Uh, it's interesting. One, you know, uh, one of the value propositions of data is that you, you know, yeah, you know, with data is you don't get locked in. Uh, you can, <laughs> you can, you can share, you know, share without constraints of centralization, um, which has, you know, given rise to Snowflake, uh, and so by all appearances, well, well received, certainly by certainly by the market. So, what's your view of cloud warehouses, and you know, oh, wow. yep. what what kind of advice would you give to people? Because it's, you know, on everybody's mind right now.
1: Well, let's let's put a bit more on my on my background and, and data. I think, look, so having run large distributed uh, environments for the banks, yeah, I was always being asked, well, make sure we don't get locked in. The the question is not, can you insulate yourself from from change perfectly? You, you can't. The question is the degree that you're comfortable with, yeah. And the same is true, I think, with the cloud warehouses. A database decision is a big decision. It is not something to be done lightly. Now, what I've seen is platforms like Snowflake and BigQuery is is a good comparison between the two. To be honest, yeah, is a raising of awareness of sharing. Now everybody says sharing, but yeah, and thinks that's fantastic. But but when you actually look at what these guys have done. It's actually quite amazing because you know I was talking to someone yesterday at one of the major banks, and the the, the person is like uh, clearly been in the industry for years and years and years, and we both had a small chortle. Sadly, at the end of the conversation, I went, "It's just like magic," because you can be in a position where I can you know, in either of these technologies say that Avery, you're going to get the the data table. Is it there? And there's no setup. So that level of removing the impedance for transfer of data between the organizations is a huge benefit. And Snowflake's IPO really raised the awareness of what that was doing. It's absolutely fantastic from that perspective. The problem is that when you dig under the covers, what's actually happening here to the value chain? Well, there's a couple of things. The first off, if that's all you do with it, you've bought yourself a really expensive FTP replacement. Because whilst you've missed all of the connectivity, you still, what are you gonna do at the other end? So if a consumer's made a strategic decision to say adopt Snowflake, they get all the benefits that Snowflake no doubt will will tell you about. But what's interesting about it is they have to use the data there or they're extracting it and they're gonna run it through pipelines. That makes it FTP, okay? And that's not right. And I don't think either of these players would want that either. Really, you have to make a decision about what your database is. And the, the ability to actually take data in easily from suppliers is a very nice side effect. It's not the prime necessary reason you're doing it, but it should be a side effect of doing it. You need to really make a strategic decision on your database. The other piece of the, of the equation is the commercials. I would agree that a network of, if you like, consumers and suppliers actually running, running to a cloud warehouse and distributing data like this is clearly beneficial for the market. It's lower cost, lower effort. It does not mean that the effort has disappeared. It just means it's moved. So where the overhead, if I'm a supplying data to a firm over Snowflake, I must personally be a Snowflake consumer. I must have loaded the data into the system. As a supplier, a supplier would actually have to onboard, integrate their systems, make sure their BCP was working, make sure the authentication is working integrate their entitlement system so they know Avery is Avery and Avery is going to get the data. That effort of integration is significant, more significant than actually integrating into, say, S3. Now, neither of them are free, but integrating to a database, making sure your loads happen all the time, making sure that you can actually reconcile, making sure you can tell the client that data has been loaded is not an insubstantial amount of work because these warehouses do are not cheap to adopt, and they do cost money to run. And on a supply chain perspective, that movement of value or cost has moved from the consumer more to the supplier. So inevitably, what happens at the back end of this is it will cost more, at least on a pure license basis, for the data that's going via one channel over another channel. Now, over time, I think it's still the right thing to do because sharing is better than materializing data. But you can't avoid an uptick in cost in the process.
0: There's a lot more that you know, we could explore on this. And I think you, you guys have got a, a summit coming up where instead of the, the, the snack, we can get more of, shall I say, the full meal. <laughs> that's not it? nice.
1: So we're, uh, it's up on our uh, website, which is www.cruxinformatics.com or on LinkedIn. Uh, it's free to come along. Uh, just sign up. There are some fantastic talkers there. Uh, we've got a lot of voice at the market. It's not just Crux customers. Uh, we've got people coming in there that are from the major banks. We've got professors from universities attending. Uh, it's the 17th, 18th, and 19th of November.
0: Thank you for the time. And and for those of you watching, uh, thank you for joining our DTV episode. Uh, please subscribe and... Uh, Thanks again for your time, Mark, and uh, look, forward to, look forward to continuing to work with you.
1: Fantastic. Very nice. Thanks very much, Avery.